0: on this episode of the 21st Century Classroom.
1: I'm here because every morning I wake up afraid, and so knowing that so many other people feel the same thing, it makes me hopeful for the first time in a long time.
0: This past fall, educator and parent Emily Hoyler took part in the youth climate strike along with her three children. They visited various protests in Vermont and Emily interviewed some of the students she met at the protests. She asked them why they were there, what they hoped to achieve, and how this day of action related to their in-school lives. Here's Emily.
2: Lately, I've been freaking out about climate change. After years of denial about the severity of the situation, this past spring, I confronted the evidence. And I found it terrifying. Why? Because I learned some stuff. I learned it takes carbon dioxide up to 10 years to begin warming the atmosphere. And once its warming effect starts, it lasts for about 40 years. I learned that 20% of the total emissions since the industrial revolution have happened within the past 10 years. I learned that the Intergovernmental Panel on Climate Change are issuing dire warnings about the need for immediate action. The need to drastically reduce emissions immediately if we're going to avoid catastrophic disruption. But you know who's not learning these things? Our students. At least, that's what they told me when I met up with them at the youth climate strike. The global youth climate strike had been on my calendar for at least six months, spurred by youth climate activist Greta Thunberg's Friday School Strike for Climate, this event promised to bring momentum to the movement. As an engaged citizen and a reluctant activist, I knew I wanted to be part of this global protest, demanding world leaders take action. And I wanted to do it with my own children. I pulled them from school and we headed out on the road. We began our day in the nearby college town of Middlebury, where about 500 people gathered on the town green to demonstrate our demands for action. As we marched, we waved our signs at the passing traffic. The honks and waves we received energized us. Folks of all ages were there in droves, toddlers to elders. I was thrilled to see so many students, many of whom I taught. I drifted away as a college professor began to speak of the power of civil action. To find some kids to talk to. Why were they here? What were their hopes and dreams for the future? Is the climate crisis finding its way into their classroom curriculum? What do they want adults to know? So, tell me your first name. Um, My first name is Milo. How old are you, Milo? Um,
3: I'm 12 and I'm an eighth grader.
2: Awesome, and so um, why are
3: you here today? Um, I'm here today because Climate change sucks. It's pretty terrible, and it definitely needs to be changed, and as soon as possible. Yeah, as she's talking about right now, it can't. You guys can't wait for
2: the younger generation. It has to start now. Does climate change, or the reason we're here today, connect to anything you learn about or do in your schoolwork every day?
3: Um, I wish it did more. I know we have a lot of teachers that are in support of us, but we don't actually learn anything about climate change in like social studies or anything like that and I think that should probably change especially because it's one of um, one of the biggest issues by far in our world right now alright so who are you? My name is B. alright B, and how old are you? I'm
1: 13 and where do you go to school? I go to Middlebury 13. Union Middle School. All right, so why are you here today? Um, I'm here today because I think that climate change is a really big problem for my generation because we're going to be the ones that are suffering from it because we're the ones that are like in it now and like even um, the generation above us and all the generations to come will face climate change unless we stop it now my name is jack i'm 14 years old i'm a freshman at middlebury union high school there hasn't been uh, you know a time where in a class we've really talked about these issues yet but i don't think that means that we won't but definitely you know kids are definitely thinking about these things whether it be on social media or you know at the lunch table kind of things in the hallways and sometimes you know just in class you just kind of get on these little tangents about you know discussions and about issues like what's going to be happening today and i think while maybe it's not exactly being talked about in school discussions still happen around the school
4: i'm nora i'm 14 and i'm a freshman in high school all right why are you here nora well, I'm here, everyone says to make a difference, but I'm also here to make a difference. Um, also, I feel like it's important for everyone to see just how many people care, and a lot of times it can feel really overwhelming. So I feel like that's a lot, it's really hopeful for people to see other people caring as well. Basically, we're just, there are way too many emissions in the air, which is causing like this, almost like a shield around the earth to trap heat from the sun and the earth is heating, which is causing all sorts of natural disasters and natural effects and repercussions around the world.
2: So, has, does this connect to what you're doing in school at all? Um,
4: not really, and I feel like that's a problem. Like oh, so many people don't know what's going on and we need to bring that into school because every generation needs to help but the generation that's coming up is one of the most important generations because we're the ones who are going to be voting soon we're the ones who are about to enter the workforce and make changes and all of that and if people don't know what's going on then they won't know to make the change they won't know to influence their actions
2: what advice would you have to educators in vermont
4: that just teach it tie it into your lessons somehow it's one of the most important issues every issue on this earth is important But if there's no earth for them to be important on, then what's the point?
2: What about other kids across Vermont?
4: Just get involved. Just go to the climate rallies. See, meet people. Get involved in that.
2: Next, we drove up to Burlington. Yep, we drove. And while we drove our Prius, we still burned fossil fuels and contributed to the problem we're trying to address. We unloaded, grabbed our signs, and began the long trek uphill to find the action. When we finally arrived, the whole block was swarmed with people. There were jugglers, a brass band, and lots and lots of people, including students. Some kids were just excited to join in on the fun, because hey, activism is fun. And there's joy in celebration and coming together over a cause. So many students knew exactly why they were there and what they hoped the day would bring. Okay, what's your name? How old are you? Uh, my name's Cheyenne and I'm 12 um, and I, uh, I'm i in seventh grade. Great. Why are you
1: here? Um, I really believe that like the whole climate change strike is like really important because I want like to have children. I want them to grow up in a safe environment and I want to grow up in a safe environment. How does this connect to what you do at school? Uh, well, we have a really good sustainability program, so we work with a lot of like uh, solar panels. We have a huge uh, field in the back where we have a bunch of solar panels and stuff, and we're really committed to that.
2: If you could give advice to Vermont teachers, what would it be?
1: Um, you really need to enforce that climate change is real
2: and that it is a real issue.
4: I am Callie. I am 11, and I'm in 6th grade.
2: All right, Callie, why are you here today?
4: Um, to speak out against climate change and to... Um, make if
1: enough people start doing this then everyone will realize that this
2: really is a problem that needs to be fixed does what you're i'm going to wait a minute and let that crowd die down for a minute so what i'm going to ask you next though is how this connects to what you do in school or what you're learning about but let's let this exciting crowd get all this energy all right so how does this connect to what you're doing in school
4: um well we have learned A bit about climate change, but most of it I've just learned about on my own time. And schools definitely are not doing enough and spreading enough correct information about climate change and all that needs to be done about it. My name is Elsa, I'm 13 and I'm in eighth grade. Why are you here? To kind of find a voice for climate change, I guess. Tell me more about why that issue is important to you. I mean, I guess,
1: you know, it's at the point where it's kind of like putting off your homework. We're all really good at procrastinating. And we're at the point where we kind of just gotta like sit down and do our homework.
4: Otherwise, we're not gonna have it for tomorrow in class. And that's kind of where we are right now with like the world and climate change. If we don't do something right now, we're just all gonna blow up. I need you to help us to give us a good setup so we can learn and grow and be the
1: best people we can be and help the world. Alright. First name, age, grade. Uh Sadie, seventh grade and I'm twelve. Why are you here? Um, because I think that it's really important. I mean adults are just gonna die of natural causes, but like if we're gonna be alive when the world is gonna like end of climate change and like I don't want that to happen.
2: Um, Do you think you should get credit for being here? How would this connect, an event like this, connect to what you do at school?
1: Well, at school, we are really aware of how Like what we do at school and what we do in our out-of-school lives affects the environment and we talk about it a lot and I think a lot of kids in our school have come here and we've seen a lot of them and I think that we should get credit for being here because it's important and actually our school is having their own rally outside like outside on our like lawn and I think that it's really important that we show people that it matters and that we care awesome anything else
2: you want to say no And while I was happy to hear some kids talk about how the climate crisis showed up in their curriculum, many kids said they don't talk about it at all at school. That concerns me and I hope it changes, but I also totally get it. As a classroom teacher, each minute of my day was spoken for several times over. Human impacts on the environment, i.e. climate change, are covered in both of the main science and social studies curriculum guidelines. For you teachers, that's the Next Generation Science Standards and the C3 Social Studies Standards. But there are also a multitude of other concepts that need to be addressed and taught. Not to mention, sometimes it feels like climate change is a partisan issue. To be clear, it is absolutely not. The scientific evidence is clear and evident and readily available. But we live in interesting times. And there are narratives right now in the public discourse that are both partisan and, well, complete fabrications.
0: The Merriam-Webster Dictionary defines fabrication as made up for the purposes of deception. See also, lie, falsehood.
2: And every teacher knows that getting into politics in the classroom can get tricky. So I have some hunches about why many kids told me that they aren't learning about climate change at school. But as an educator and as a parent, I've been doing some deep thinking lately about how education can prepare our children to meet the challenges of the future and of the present. How can we prepare students for an unknown future? What skills, attitudes, knowledge and experiences will students need to survive in a world riddled with catastrophes? like extreme storms, rising seas, wildfires, acidifying oceans, widespread hunger, air pollution, and the corresponding economic and social unrest and possible collapse.
1: All right, so who are you? I'm Amelia and I'm 13.
2: All right, why are you here?
1: Um, Because I feel like if we're not, if I'm not, then like how are people gonna get the word out? And I skipped school because like, people are realizing that I'm skipping school to come to this, because this is more important. And if the teachers start realizing that, they'll be like, oh, we actually have to start, like, informing students about that and making it, like, known to people. Awesome. Is there anything you want teachers in Vermont to know? Um, just that, like, we're skipping school because, not because we want to skip class, but because we need to be here to get the word out. And that if they start realizing that, then yeah just they'll understand that it's actually a problem
2: awesome. thank you so much
4: I'm Sophie I'm 13 years old I'm in seventh grade and I go to FHTMS
2: so are you, you're here with your classmates mm-hmm. why why did they let you leave school
4: to protest against climate change
2: so how does what we're here to today connect to what you do
4: school? Um well we're learning about kind of how to group together and work together and so this is kind of a community thing so we're Working together to change it.
2: So your first name, your age, and what grade you're
1: in. I'm Abby, I'm twelve, I'm in seventh grade and I go to Tuttle middle school.
2: Why are you
3: here.
1: Uh I think really because I feel called to this issue and as I grow up I want my children and grandchildren to be able to live in a world that's as beautiful as it is right now. Oh. Does this We're to what you do in school? Um, Yes, it does in many ways, especially science. We're working on engineering design process and how people communicate in different ways to get something done and I think this is a great example of that. Awesome, thank you. I don't want to
4: hold you up. Thank you.
1: I'm Simone. I'm in eighth grade. And uh, why are you here? Um, Because I want a future where I can do anything I want in an environment where I don't have to struggle to breathe or anything like that. We are fighting for climate justice to make sure that every generation before us still has a world that they can stand on and see the grass below their feet. And
2: uh, how does this connect to your schoolwork, or what you do in school?
1: School, in my opinion, is all about preparing for the future. And without the world, there is no future.
2: Mic drop. <laughs> Anything else you want educators to know?
1: Um, like, tell your students if you have... If you're aware of the strike, but you still have to go to work, tell your students, this is a strike, you can go to this, to stand up for what you believe in.
2: A couple weeks after the climate strike, I went to a professional development workshop held by the Vermont Energy Education Program, VEAP. Vermont's largest greenhouse gas contributions come from our heating and cooling, electricity, transportation, and agricultural systems. And all of these systems are present in schools. Veep educators help students measure lighting, heat loss, track energy use, things like that in pursuit of making their own schools more energy efficient and thus lessening their carbon footprint.
5: I am Deanna Bailey. I'm Director of Education for the Vermont Energy Education Program. So we hope in our deepest of hearts that students take the, it's very personal for students. You know, they're very, they're, so many students are concerned about the climate now. Um, much more so than our generation was as we were growing up. So our hope is that we can help students feel empowered to make a difference. Um, We do a lot around supporting schools to supporting students in particular to, to latch on to and investigate an aspect of their school that they'd like to change some energy use within. Um, so we've had s- groups of students you know motivated to go to the school board and request you know putting solar panels on and using solar panels instead of uh, using just fossil fuels for electricity. So the ideal is to get into students' personal interest and tap into that and then with that find out, okay, what project do you want to do? How can we support you? And that's what we're here to do is support you to make a difference so.
2: Another way VEEP helps bring our energy use to the forefront is by making the invisible visible. After lunch, we headed down to the parking lot to measure auto emissions. With a simple stopwatch and a 10-foot clear plastic bag and a few brave teachers with car keys, we were able to capture a few different car models' emissions directly from their exhaust pipes. We timed how long it took the bag to fill at each car. Spoiler. The SUV filled that bag much, much more quickly than the hybrid. I have to admit that even I was blown away by watching that bag fill up. I mean, I knew our cars produced emissions, but to literally see the emissions and the difference between the vehicles, that made a deep impression on me. Putting the onus on educators to include climate change as a structured topic in their classrooms is probably not the one size fits all solution that could harness student passion for saving the planet. We need organizations like Veep who can provide structured, informed activities for students that extend beyond their school walls and their school day, and give them regular outlets for getting involved in making a difference. Here's Deanna Bailey again.
5: It's a personalized experience and a class, it, it begins at the class level with the teachers, you know, supporting the teachers to understand how they can support the students to do this with, with support from VEEP if they're interested. So it's not just the curricula, but it's us actually getting in there, putting people in the classrooms with, side by side with teachers to help students understand how to make a difference. This Youth Climate Leaders Academy, we started it two years ago. It was relatively small the first year. Last year it grew. It almost doubled. This year, it's up to 100. We had to cap it at 120 students. There are so many students that are really wanting to make a difference. It's 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 heartening, and I'm sad for them that we've done as much damage already as we have. And how do we how do we treat, retreat from that and you know support students to feel empowered and feel like what they're doing is making a difference. Um, it's, these are huge obstacles to overcome, and the only way we're going to do it is collaboratively with a lot of people working to make change happen.
2: Now, Vermont's unique in a lot of ways, but in our education system, we have something called Act 77, legislation that provides students with more vigorous opportunities in personalized learning. With Act 77, students can explore flexible pathways to learning. Basically, they can identify things they're passionate about and ask schools to support them in learning in real-world ways. And then students can demonstrate proficiency in learning through that experience.
5: How does this relate to climate change? The personalization and proficiency go hand in hand. Um, it's really a, re, a rethink of the way, the entire way that we do things in classrooms, um, putting, putting so much agency into students' hands. Um, and then taking the time to figure out how to help them get, you know, get to a place where they achieve proficiency as opposed to achieve a grade from seat time. Um, that's a monumental shift for us. It's a monument for us as educators. It's a huge shift for ch- for students as well. So there absolutely are ways that this the the whole strategy, the whole the whole approach that we really boost at v- at veep is about be helping students be proficient in those transferable skills how you know we need to be able to think critically and be able to um you know be socially responsible citizens and that's really what this is all about it's being having the having the skills to be able to take on a project that makes a difference in your community
2: now as much as we need VEP and flexible pathways and proficiencies we need Hashtag, climate strike. All right, so what's your first name and how old are you?
1: My name is June, like the month, and I'm 11 years old. Oh, why are you here, June? Um, well, my friends who are here. And I really love the environment. I love polar bears, and um, I love winter. I love skiing. I ski race. And I really want like the environment to stay like healthy.
3: Uh, hi, my name is Luke. Um, I'm 13 years old, eighth grade. Um, yeah. Why are you here today? I'm here today because I think that climate change is so important. We need to stop it, and if we don't stop it, then it's it's going to be a disgusting world. It's 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 going to be hot. It's the ocean levels are rising. It's anything that people can do, big small donations striking literally anything helps and just that tiniest bit of help can do a lot.
2: So what do your teachers think about you being here today?
3: Well when I first heard about this and I asked my teacher um, if I could go if I could go to this he said sure just call your parents have them give you permission and I called my mom and then she tried to give permission to my teacher and she asked him so what is your personal opinion on this and to that my teacher responded um well we're doing a civics unit right now and and it's about kids and how they can take action in government and so i think that this is the best thing that could be done
1: my name is veronica i'm 13 i'm in eighth grade all
2: right why are you here veronica
1: i'm here because every morning i wake up afraid and so knowing that so many other people feel the same thing it makes me hopeful for the first time in a long time and so seeing this and seeing the change it can bring after is the best thing i could wish for
2: so tell tell me a little bit about why are we here today
1: we're here today because the older generations have not been responsible they have not been caring they have not not been conscientious and so now that we have the mantle for, of change we need to do
2: the best we can with it so how does it connect to what to school like does climate change show up at school activism show up at school I think not as
1: much as I'd like I think certainly there is being talked about I think that our schools have been stuck on too much things happening in the past and so I'd certainly like to see more stuff about climate change being talked about and more stuff happening now and you're you're here with school today so do you get credit for being here do you do any work to follow up on this you think I'm sure we'll do work to follow up but this is totally optional and so I came
2: because I wanted to. If you could design the curriculum what do you think would be most useful? What do you need to face the future that we're facing? I think certainly certainly more skills about how
1: we can create change. I think also how to be responsible in a world we live in and also how to decide what is best for ourselves. Do you feel supported
2: by adults looking at the turnout today?
1: I, I do. I think also I am incredibly lucky. My family and like, the pe- adults I'm surrounded by have been incredibly supported about the decisions i made influenced by the climate. Mm-hmm. I think that there's always room, v- room for improvement, and I think there's certainly room for improvement here, but I think that I, I do feel very supported.
2: Awesome, thank you so much. Mm-hmm. Thank you. Later, I chatted with my own kids about their experience at the climate strike. They're still young, ages seven, nine, and 10. And while I think that they grasp that we're facing some serious challenges, they don't yet fully understand the extent. And for that, I'm grateful. But I also want them to know they have an opportunity to act and to change the world, in school or out.
4: My name is Phoebe and I'm six years old and I'm in first grade. Phoebe, what did you do today? We went to the climate strike. Why did you do that? Because we didn't want we didn't want the planet to um, be look bad. And my cape said global game changer.
2: What's a global game changer?
4: A global game changer is someone who changes the planet.
2: Are you a global game-changer?
4: Yes. We've been trying to make the world a better place.
2: Thank you for making the world a better place.
4: You're welcome.
2: Margaret, and I am in fourth grade. Margaret, why did you go to the climate strike today?
4: Um, I went to the climate strike because My parents kind of forced me to, but I wanted to go to school, Um, but also um, to help save the earth, help the earth.
1: Yeah. My name is Jack. I'm in fifth grade, and I'm 10.
2: All right, why did you go to the climate strike today?
3: Because it was
1: basically a demonstration for climate and I don't like climate change because it's not good.
2: What is climate change?
1: I It's CO two in the atmosphere that lets the lets it get hot. That's the lets the heat get in and then not come back
2: out. Don't put that chip in your mouth if you want to keep talking to me. <laughs> um. Why is striking for the climate important?
4: Because climate change
2: is bad. Stinkers, you'll thank me for this field trip later. Anyway, I want our children, mine and yours too, all of our students, to know we are trying. I want them to remember painting banners and marching and standing up for our neighbors near and far, standing up for our planet and all the other living things we share this place with. I want them to know why we're moving toward a more local diet. I want them to know why we're shopping less. And when we do, it's at thrift stores and the farmer's market rather than online. I want them to know that our actions matter, that our actions speak our values, that we all live upstream and we all live downstream and every choice makes a difference. And I want them to know that we have a responsibility to use our privilege to improve the quality of life for all. Even if it means missing school. Even if it means being marked, ironically, absent. And I want you to know, educators, that if you're considering bringing the climate crisis into your curriculum, help is out there. Heck, get in touch with me. I'd love to help you. But really, let's just start talking more with kids about the real world issues that are on their minds. They need us to be honest with them, and they need us to listen. They need us to be empowered to tackle the challenges
5: of the future. The work that we do at VEEP is definitely the same. mud mud that we're all crawling around in trying to help students build those transferable skills and make them really excellent lifelong learners you know that seek out change that want to make a difference in the world that have the skills they need to make that difference so helping them be proficient all of those skills is very important you can do it through climate and energy Um, reach out to veep because we offer support to individual students as well Um, with deepening understanding of the issues and helping you think through what you personally can do about it. We're not averse to just going directly with the students to support you to do that. So we have a strong desire to be doing that work.
2: We know school works best when students are engaged in and motivated by the learning. And at the climate strike, I heard nothing but engagement and motivation. Now it's just up to us to find a way for school to simply keep up.
1: My name is Aiden, and I am 12 years old.
2: Aiden, why are you here today?
1: Um, to be part of this gathering. What's this all about? Uh, trying to prevent climate change, and uh, we're trying to raise awareness about it. How does this connect to
2: what you learn in school or work you do there?
1: Well, uh, school teachers kind of want us to... Uh, be aware of what's going on in the outside world, and I think this is a great opportunity to show them that we can be activists and do things like
2: this. Is there anything you want teachers to know? Um, I'll make up the work later.
0: This has been an episode of the 21st Century Classroom. Podcast of the Tarrant Institute for Innovative Education at the University of Vermont. A huge thank you to all the students who took time out of their protests to speak with Emily, but especially Margaret, Jack, and Phoebe. And a big thank you to Deanna Bailey of the Vermont Energy Education Program. This episode was produced by Emily Hoyler. Series producer is Audrey Holman. Music for the podcast is provided by Maidong and Ye Flex subscribe to us on iTunes or Google Play. And if you like what you hear, leave us a review. And thank you, as always, for listening.